It's a nickname. We no, give no, nicknames. No. Good Australia. They got a fucking million. No. That's the nickname nope. kingdom of the world. Nope. nope. They throw them out left and right. You're from fucking the Bay Area, dickhole. You're, yeah, but you live in, yeah, but you I live, live in a world, world where English your name is pretension. your name. English no. pretension. No. You live in American pretendland. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> You've made it a thing. <sighs> You've carved out a niche. I'm saying that. I'm saying it's not a thing. For sure. That's what I am totally 100% saying. I know you are. What you've said is not a thing. I know. Yeah. But. And it is, though, because no. it happened. No, no, no. No, 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 sir, no, sir, sir, you don't, you don't understand. Do. No, that you're, you're say, you're sort of saying like you're accusing me of doing something. I'm not accusing you. Of I've anything. been at the passenger side side of some lunatic. You're like Tyler Durden, <laughs> and I'm Edward Norton, and you're driving the name car. But that means like you're Edward Norton. No, no, don't, no, 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 no. No, I'm taking a sampling of this analogy. Mm. Don't help, Ari. <laughs> right, Eddie Norton or Ty, <laughs> Ty Durden. No, no, duh, or Ari. No. Uh. <laughs> Absolute. It's lunacy. just, it's just so great how much it makes you lose your mind. I mean, you, if you, it yes, didn't, but you, but it was just it, such. It's not. It was never a necessity. I feel like the it show was. never needed that. Oh, I think it did. No, no, it's no. like it's like the, it never. No, no one ever gave the note of like, hey, how about some nameplay? Have you ever heard of like the you just phrase, for no reason? Have you heard of the phrase the glue that binds? What are you talking about? <laughs> Explain. You think the X factor in this show is that you called me Gary and have created this dumb sidecar sideshow? Do. do they yell at your stand-up shows? Uh, Dave, I'm not going to lie to you. At every show I do, <laughs> at least one person tries to start it. And at some shows it's happened. At most it doesn't. But at every show, there's one person. This is your legacy, oh, you douche. Fuck, it's so great. It's yeah. just because it's a, cause while you're on your couch watching, yeah, w- this just is the watching thing. the Giants play, having no clue. I started something that really. I'm in the bumble fucks while some guys like I, Gary. I started something that really doesn't mean very much, and but it bugs to you. you. But it bugs you so much to and then, you, and then it just took on a life of its own. It's like it's just running across the world like a free animal. Bouncing and having fun. (laughs) No. Everybody's enjoying it. No. No. Not everybody's enjoying it. (laughs) There's a list of people not enjoying it. They're all English. It's a shorter list. Yeah. They're English people. Yeah. And they're really uptight about names. (laughs) Well, they just, they they subscribe to this theory that the given name is the name. Let's do 20 minutes ads. <laughs> You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. It's an American history podcast. Uh, I, Dave Anthony, <laughs> confront this right away. Each week, read a story from American history to my friend, Gareth G. Reynolds. Reynolds. Who has no clue what the topic is going to be about. Or just life in general. No, no, no. There's, no, there's also... <laughs> hey, you're listening to The Dollop. This is an American history podcast. Each week, Dave Anthony disregards a name given to a baby. 
Oh, fuck. Look, he was just trying to teach the baby to lighten up. No. He, yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> this is just taken on. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room is great. Now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Who's going to complain this week? Who will find someone? <laughs> hey, if you guys could just complain uh, to me, if I could wake up in the morning and open the first email, is someone complaining every day? That would be great. I think that's the key. I think that's what you want, right? So if you're going to complain, send it around 4 a.m. Yep. Pacific Standard so that... That's what Dave's yeah. waking up to. I mean, to, if, if, if if you guys could just keep sending emails complaining about then, stuff, and then it's like it's it's then you'll text me. Then yeah. so it's like getting sp- it's like a nice yeah. early vibe. It's great. It's a good way to wake up. It's also, like you could also send a complimentary email where you do two no, no, compliments. No, 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 no. Wait, you do two compliments, and then the third one is telling us what we do wrong. That's oh, also really cool. Network if you notice. Could do that, yeah. Those are really good. Um, just all that stuff. I just like to wake up to it. I like to first thing in the morning <laughs> get slapped in the face. <laughs> At least you got to keep your name. Um, if you want to watch this, we're at the All Things Comedy YouTube page. Yeah, we Which are. has a ton of great content on it. Um, Including the documentary The Amazing Jonathan. Uh, always amazing. By it's Steve really Bird, good. It's great. You should watch it. Uh, March 7th, 1938. Yeah. Middle of the war. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Kind of. Well, it started. Right. Not for us. No, we're, for others. we're on the beach still. Like. Yeah. That's right. Janet Guthrie was born in Iowa. Not a normal girl for the time. Okay. She was beyond a tomboy. Okay. She loved risk. Okay. She loved to read books about adventures and aviators. Okay. Uh, this seems to have run in the Guthrie family. After her grandparents got married, they went to Scotland for a honeymoon, bought a motorcycle with a wicket sidecar, and then drove all over Europe. With a wicker sidecar? Yeah, with, gra- with grandma in the, in the wicker basket. It's not safe. It is Go, Scottish. But, but it's very uh, it's very Guthrie. Right, sure. The family moved to Florida, and her father built the house they lived in near Miami. Sure. It's usual. Very, very mid-40s. Yep. <laughs> he was a pilot for an airline. Uh, he was also not one to play by the rules. That's not great for airline pilots. He, he didn't like the fact that commercial airplanes... We're not landing. <laughs> no, not like that. Uh, not like that. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, that's a rule you have to play by. Not necessarily. You literally have to play by that rule. Not, not they can fuel it in the sky. You okay? Well, I saw it in one of the movies, maybe th- Batman. Well, you saw it. You saw it in military planes. I don't believe yeah. they refuel G- jet airliners. Anything's the- possible. Uh, not according to what I was told on Twitter all week before I bailed. <laughs> uh. Um. So uh, <laughs> he. He didn't like the fact that commercial air airplanes had to jump excess fuel after takeoff. Had to dump excess yeah, fuel? Yeah, so they would just fill it up and then be like, well, you got too much fuel, so they would take off and then dump it. What is, wh- why? I couldn't figure it out. But it was uh, just a, just a giant waste it, of fuel and terrible environment. Would they do it before they would land? Well, it said takeoff. So, yeah, then there's no I mean, maybe, maybe the person got it wrong and maybe it was land, but either way. Yeah, still, like, bad. <laughs> it's lazy. He, he had this weird feeling that it was bad for the environment. Right, okay. That was, <laughs> right, okay. 
So he, he went to the press and told the press about it. Sure. And of course, big story. Uh, then he was suspended by his airline. Sure. But all his fellow pilots rallied around him, and he was reinstated. And then dumping fuel, jet fuel was slowly phased out. Okay. So he, you know, he's one of those guys, a change sure. maker. Sure. Not, not afraid to stand up and do his own thing. Sure. So when Jenna was 12, her mom got tuberculosis and had to live in a sanitarium about 75 miles away. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so Janet's the oldest kid, uh, youngest kid's a toddler. So great. So this is, this is great because her mother's, uh, far away yep. and now she has to become a mother at 12. That's right. That's perfect. Well, that's what you, uh, it's ideal. It's ideal. It's how you yeah. want to start your, and end your childhood. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's like a, a forced bar mitzvah. It's with no presence. With no presence. And presents. great responsibility. Uh, uh, and endless. nobody comes. Tons of responsibility. There's no salmon or locks. Just five other kids. Just tons of kids that yeah. you've got to now take care of. You have to take of. care of them. Yeah. Change diapers. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so her dad is a pilot, so he like sometimes goes overnight. So she's in charge of the perfect. other kids. Perfect. <laughs> She's perfect. And she, Turn the heating off. You don't need that. She, Let's try this. She's cooking. She's sewing. She's cleaning the house. Ideal. 12, yes. Classic 12-year-old stuff. Perfect. What do you want to be Perfect. Doing? Yes. Like a sitcom montage intro. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So it, it took mom about a year to recover, and then she came back. Um, so she has a year of the best 12-year-old year ever. Great. Uh, when she's 13, uh, she flew a plane for the first time. Perfect. You know, just normal. Like, this is what happens when you become a mother at 12. <laughs> you can just start doing other stuff far too early. That's right. Astronaut at uh, 18. Yeah. Yeah. President of the United States, 23. Doogie Hauser. <laughs> yeah, the Doogie Hauser of history. She read Charles Lindbergh's The Spirit of St. Louis and became obsessed with parachuting. So she wants to jump out of a plane mm-hmm. with a parachute on. Her dad said no, because, you know, she's like 14, 15. Right. So when she was 16, she started jumping off the roof of the house all summer until he said yes. Jesus. Yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's safer than this. Uh, so he, fl- he flew the plane. She jumped out. She made it. She survived. Okay. Um, how, like, I'm sure you don't know the answer to this, but how, uh, were you weren't, I mean, she was jumping with someone else who had jumped before, right? It, I, I couldn't find that, you know, okay. she just talks about herself jumping. I couldn't find anything that she did it with anybody else. Yeah, that's, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean. Because <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I got, would certainly have buckled. I'd buckle at this age doing that. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I would never. Oh. I don't think gravity's a toy. That's no. my... Uh, so uh, Janet got her pilot's license when she was 17 years old. Okay, sure. Uh, but she could not become a working pilot in 1955 because commercial airlines were not hiring women pilots. I love that it's that they weren't hiring women, not that she was 17. Well, but when she turned 18, she couldn't right, get okay, a job. Right, right, okay, yeah. Um, but they, there's just no women. No, because it's, it's a big plan. It's called the cockpit. It's a- <laughs> Keep those dudes up front. It's like the locker room. <laughs> Can't have a lady up there. Uh, she got a bunch. She got to want to talk about uh, you know the stuff they talk about on the view and whatnot. Plus, uh, you know, I'm a pilot, so when I'm flying a long flight, we I like, like to, to air, be up, naked. air up my balls. We like to be naked up yeah, there. Yeah, let the boys breathe. We're naked up there. It's called flying. We're drinking a couple hams with the pop tops. Maybe I get a hard on. Uh, probably, maybe. Co- co-pilots for maybe your blood's thinner. You get more hard odds. So we're just a couple of guys sitting up in the old cock front or the cockpit. Yeah, naked, having a couple. Yeah. Hands with a couple hard odds, listening to some Van Halen he, before Jimmy, they were invented. Hey, Jimmy, we're uh, 
over like Denver. You want to give me a little hando? Hey, what do you say? Huh? How about yeah. a Rocky Mountain handy? <laughs> How about a mile high job? Anyway, no ladies. Hey. Who would want a lady in here? They'll distract us from drinking beer and jerking each other off up front. Uh, so she goes to the University of Michigan and gets a degree in physics. Okay. So she's a smarty. Yeah. Uh, and she got an engineering job at an aerospace company on Long Island and slowly rose up the ranks. Jesus. And then she bought a gray 1953 Jaguar coupe. Thank God. I, thought, I wasn't sure if there was going to be a car or just an animal. And then she got into car racing. Okay. Interesting. And she spent nights working on the Jag. She put all her money into the car. Working on the Jag. That's right. Yeah. She put all her money into the car. Uh, she started racing in Gymkhana's, which are... Uh, just like a, a, a cone course set up in a parking lot. Okay. Um, uh, so, and then she started winning them. I guess they do like amateur parking lot races. Sure. Uh, and like started, a demolition derby sort of style. Yeah, except like it's that. in the, like the, the parking lot. Okay, of like you're a, sticking to that parking a, lot thing a lot. So a I'm safe guessing way. this is in the parking it's lot. It's like a Safeway parking lot. Gotcha. Okay, right. Different. <laughs> <laughs> but she, got a, she starts getting a rep as a great driver in these. Uh, Jim Kern or whatever there, Jim Connors. Parking lot races. Parking lot races. Um, all over the Northeast. So uh, she won so much that other drivers started saying she had a supercharger in her car. Okay. <laughs> Let me guess. These other drivers, men? Men. Ah! Men. No way a lady beats me unless she's got a fancy special car. She's a wizard in a man's outfit. Next, she started racing in hill climbs. Sure. So these are much... Much more dangerous than a parking lot. Uh, a lot of drivers crash because there's turns and twists, so guys are going over the side and sure. you know, that kind of shit. So there's more of a course. <clears throat> and, well, it's just like like if you this if, isn't at the Safeway still. It's not the Safeway. Thank God. Uh, it's no, it's not even a course. It's just up up a up a hill like a hill road. You know, okay. so it's like you know. Oh, all right, okay, right. You go up Angel's Crest. It's like right, that right. deal. Okay. Um, uh, drivers crashed all the time, but Janet was very cool and calm. Quote, I found that I liked fast courses and fast turns. She rose up the ranks of amateur drivers. She was her own mechanic, and she re- rebuilt the Jags engine in the back of her station wagon all by herself, just going by the shop manual. She put a Jaguar engine in a station wagon just with a manual, you're saying? Well, I didn't think she wanted to do it on the ground, for because I don't know if... I don't know how that works with building an engine, but you yeah. kind of have to suspend it when you build it. Sure. Right? I imagine you can't just lay it on the ground. At some point, you're going to need it up. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that was the... But she rebuilt it, or or because she was driving around while she's off from racing, yeah. when she's wherever for the weekend, she can work on it. <laughs> right, okay. Because she's always working on everything when she's not racing or at her job. Okay. So she's... So she builds so it she in the back of the station. Okay. Yeah, she still has a job. Yeah. She's working nine to five. And then at night. At night, she's working she on the honeymoons as a drag mechanic. racer. No, at night she's a mechanic. Weekend, she's a racer. Weekend racer. Not okay. a drag racer. She's a regular, a regular right. amateur racer. A jaguar racer. She's a jag racer. Jag. 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 Mm-hmm. Hmm? I didn't. Hmm. So, uh... So the, the shop manual, she, that's the crazy thing to me. She just built it by a shop manual. Yeah, she ikea a motor. <laughs> it's not normal. 
<laughs> it was written in British because uh, it's a jag, uh, so it had nonsense like extract the mills pin and remove the driving dog. And drop that look. <laughs> Hoity-toity. Hoity-toity. Uh, so her life in the early 60s is all racing. She was a natural. She's very competitive. Some men couldn't handle losing to a woman, really? if you can imagine. Really? In that day and age? Yeah. In 1966, she came in second and heard the winner telling the guy who came in third, quote, it's no disgrace to be beaten by her. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. God damn it. I had a cock. <laughs> yeah. It is, it, is, it is shocking how much that, that changes everything. Yeah. It's like I could handle losing to a man. But not, she's not, not a man. Not this. It's a problem. Um. A woman racing was considered uh, just a non-starter by a lot of male drivers. Grand Prix driver Francois Cabert uh, Here we go. was asked if women could compete. Quote, oh, I don't think that would be very good. I think they're missing something between the legs. Yes. They uh, don't have the thing between the legs that we do. They, uh, I have uh, what is known They'll as... They'll be trying uh, to have sex with a gear shift. The whereas- penis. I have the penis. Uh, so here she is. Oh, wow. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Pretty. She's got a, yeah, and she's got a, like a, a rider's helmet on. Oh, yeah. Uh, How could she <clears throat> drive, huh? No. What does oh. she go? She's going to get distracted, seeking oh. out recipes. Oh, here. She won't be able to focus. That's the jag. Wow. Um, so that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool fucking car. Looks like she's driving a Pinewood Derby car. <laughs> Uh, so apparently a lot of men said that, that you needed a cock and balls was a recurring statement. Uh, Dave, in this day and age, I bet you a doctor said it. <laughs> uh, but Janet still, I, I looked up a lot of articles about her. Um, uh, she still said that at this point, she's still saying most drivers are super nice. Okay. Um, and, and Shocking. And, and fine. Quote, the nice thing about sports racing is that with very few exceptions, you're pretty much accepted on your capabilities as a driver. Okay. A racing executive took notice of her skills on the amateur circuit, but told her, quote, you will never be a winning driver because no one will ever give you a winning car because you're a woman. Hmm. So she's saying, <clears throat> at this point, she's saying nice things in, in the press. Right. But. Um, By the way, totally what you have to do. I think so. Her, right. That's right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Because uh, if then, you slag them off, then they're going to be like. See, she's erratic. She's That's a right. hothead. That's right. She can't say yeah, that. You create the condition to yeah. then like serve your narrative that That's you've right. already carved out. So um so don't look at the pictures. Oh. So so she uh Sorry. so she's doing that, but then later on when she recalls and writes right. about She'll her life, like, it's a little different. Right. It's a little like well, there were a lot of fucking dickheads. Right. Um she's also very attractive, as I said. Um this uh, well, man, so a lot of men didn't know oh. what to do with her because she's like that's a hot picture right there. Uh, she didn't seem to fit into the lives of men she dated. Right, she worked nine to five, like I said, work on the car at night, race on weekends. So there's not a lot of time for a dude in there. Yeah, her parents didn't understand. By the way, I mean, any dude in that era is going to be like, well, "Honey, you sure you want to use that wrench?" Yeah. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I want to use this wrench." Well, because maybe maybe yeah. me and Tom I, should take a look. Yeah, at I it. actually want it to work, so I'm going to use that uh, wrench. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, 
Let me know if you need to tag out and get a I guy don't. into there for a minute. No, I don't get at all. Get a second set of regular eyes if on I it. Need, if I need a little lady eye, because I think only, is it truly one eye works in a lady? No, they, they both, both are working. Because yeah. uh, like, right, right now I'm looking at a fucking idiot. Yeah, but you would be able to do that with just the one because it's like pirate eye. Anyway, um, well, let me know if you need help or anything don't. or if you want to no help. see my. No. Okay. All right. Well, this was a terrible conversation. Do you try to think what else I can do? Because I need go to, away. Well, I let yep. me make the decision to do that. Okay. I'm gonna leave. Oh. oh yeah. No. I know you want me to hang out no, and help, I was really but hoping, I'm gonna. Really hoping you would hang out. Do you need me to hang out? No. Oh yeah. All right. I'm out of here then. Okay. All right. <sighs> What'd you say? Um, nothing. Oh, I thought you said come in back in not. and help you with the... I did not. All right. See you later. Absolutely did not. Sorry, I got to leave through this door. <laughs> she she did seem to date a lot of drivers, which would make sense. That's, you know, sure. the only piece, people that she's really seeing other than people at work. Her parents uh, don't understand why she's racing. Her brothers and sisters are all working great jobs now, and they've got advanced degrees. It was uh, simple to Janet, quote, being a race car driver is what I am. Janet was eventually laid off by the aerospace company because she couldn't fully commit to the job, and she got a job at a smaller aerospace company. In 1966, Janet was invited to drive in the Daytona Continental 24. More and more people were noticing her. Then uh, the small company she worked for failed, and at 29, she had to make a choice. Go get her master's in physics and keep going in aerospace, Go for broke and get into racing completely. Literally the same decision I had to make at 29. Right. As a stand-up, I did the same thing. No, no. I mean with the exact same jobs. Oh, I don't. I just want to decide if I needed to be a race car driver if I wanted to get my physics degree. I just want to end the podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That is a that has got to be a very crazy decision, though. Yeah. Um. Clearly go with the one where you don't need to go to school. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Uh, Are you doing a motor so, impression? Yeah, 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 I'm Janet. I'm driving. <laughs> Let's not ever do that again. Okay. Uh, so the only woman who had really been successful in racing, she says, seemed to have private fortunes they could fall back on. Right. Which is also a common thing in stand-up when you start out. But yeah. Janet chose racing. Okay. In 1967, the New York Daily Record wrote, quote, Janet Guthrie is a racing driver, plane pilot, sky jumper, and guess what? A physicist working on rocket systems for a living. Tall and slender. She has hazel eyes, light brown hair, and a faint dusting of freckles. (laughs) Literally. So pervy. Literally every article I read. I mean, you can, I mean, into the seventies, everyone can, starts think, with what she is, you, and then yeah. goes into what she looks like. Well, a that's that's a win, minor win that they're starting with the substance. But you can also describe how someone looks without being so creepy. Oh yeah, a dusting of freckles. <laughs> Dude, chill out. Just say like you don't even need to say she has freckles. <clears throat> a dusting of freckles. Her hair like angels' whispers. Her clothing smells of ocean breeze. Sweet, sweet Janet. One can only imagine her toes taste of coconut oil. 
Honey, I'm reading the paper. I'm going to go uh, <clears throat> go in the shower for a little bit. You're going to read the paper in the shower? Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, so Janet and... Uh, it says in the paper to go to the shower. Go to your shower. Go to your shower. I got to go to my shower. There's a dusting of freckles happening. <laughs> Uh, so she also was, uh, she started every year, uh, racing in this, uh, the Sebring 12 hour race. I think it's in Florida. Um, and she teamed up with other women cause it's a 12 hour race. So, I mean, check. I mean, right. The, that, that, uh, absolutely gorgeous woman is, um, from like Denmark or something. Uh, but she's over here racing. Okay, so they're like um, so three they, of them would team up. Yeah, and then they do the twelve hour race together. Okay, um, right. They still they, just show like that uh, now, kind of. Yeah, uh, Paul Hawkins, an Australian racer, was not happy. "Quote: Those bloody birds don't belong on a race course. They belong either in the kitchen or in the bedroom. No one wants to see some granny driving a school bus out there. Keep the bloody birds off the course." There's so many flags to throw. I wanted to say. <laughs> What? I gotta say though, key, I got, I got some granny driving a school bus out there is a pretty good. But wait, what, what like is but read that part again. That's the part that I'm like. No one wants to see some granny driving a school bus out there. So he's just saying they're racers gonna... get mad when people drive slow, right? And so he's saying they're driving too slow, right? Okay, right. <laughs> um, he blamed them for causing him to crash the year before, but photographers had absolved them, right? Shocking. <clears throat> yeah. In 1971, Janet became the first professional woman driver in a SCCA series. Whatever, it's a fucking... Sure. At the time, women weren't even allowed in pits at NASCAR. Okay. So women are forbidden in pits and gasoline alley at NASCAR. Okay. A woman named Pat Wagner asked for pit credentials at Daytona in 71 and was, quote, spat at, her coat lapels ripped off. Jesus. Locked in a men's bathroom and doused with urine. What? Jesus Christ. Look, she shouldn't have asked. No, right? no, no. Is I think she I mean she asked for something. She You just say no. Oh. Yeah. You oh. don't need to lock her into a john and piss on her. Oh fuck. Cause we have a whole kid over here from when an, a woman asked for uh, We should not. Use that. Yeah, there's a kit. There's a thing to rip off stuff no, off a coat. No, there's a there's a jar of spit and there's a jar of urine. You're supposed to drink the jar of spit and then spit it on her. Drink the jar of spit. Yeah, in case you don't have enough ready. And then and then the urine's just always there. It's just in case a woman wants credentials. It's old piss. Yeah, it's classic Kentucky. Piss. More downside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Kentucky. Yeah. It's oh, it's Got it's aged. Kind of golden moonshine. Yeah. Vibe. It's nice. Right. Oh, aged in oak it's barrels. Nice. Right. <laughs> when is where we store the piss for throwing? <laughs> uh, so another woman sued to get into the Indy 500 pit, and the judge ordered women be allowed in. Okay. Fans in the stands booed the first women who went into the pit. I'm shocked. So they open it up, and pre- basically it's press. Right. Press goes in. Um, a driver. And the thing is, fans have always been on the right side of history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driver Kale Yarborough said, quote, I hope somebody runs over one of them with one of those tractors. What the fuck? Driver A.J. Foyt, quote, decent women know their place. God. A seething guard at the gate said to a reporter, quote, pigs. That's what they are. Pigs. <laughs> just Man, they crazy. Just wanna, they just want to go into the pit. Just, what in the fuck is happening? <laughs> I mean, that's just. 
They just and also, you know, I mean, obviously, you know the answer to this, but it's like just beat them, just mop the floor with them. Then, yeah, then you can be like, that's ah, useless. It's, you know, like yeah. then instead of being like before anything really happens. Even other women were against the intrusion. The wife of a car owner said angrily, quote, there are just certain places where women don't fit. Mm-hmm. So now once that like being asked their opinion on women, that's right. Yeah. It, so it was over everywhere. Once the Andy pit was open, it was all pits. Right. Right. Um, the Austin American uh, paper quote, women's lib has struck again. NASCAR's no women in the pits and garage Garage's rule is no more. A lady named Dusty Brandell was in the pits at Ontario for the Miller 500. Like, that's news. Mm-hmm. That's news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a woman was there. In, um, in 1973, Jane won her class in the North American Road Racing Championships. She was getting help from Toyota. So that's, uh, I think I showed that earlier, but she's, so she, Toyota's like giving her a little bit of help. Her name's Jan, cars. right? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but I think it's like local Toyota sort of dealerships that are doing it. Okay. Uh, but she's mostly doing it all on her own. She's basically paying for it all on her own still. Uh, so it's it's wearing her down. It's like we said. You think of her schedule. So yeah. now we're fucking years into it. Yeah. Uh, she bought a Toyota Celica and built it up from scratch. Then crashed it. At 36, she was living in a tiny apartment with no savings. She was single. She had no problem meeting men. Several had proposed, but Janet told them all they had to. Ag- to do was agree that she could keep racing, and none of them did. Wow. Late in 1973, a man named Rolla Volstead mm-hmm. was looking for a sure. female driver for the Indianapolis 500. Okay. So Roland is here, and Roland is uh, he's a good guy. In 1973, it was the war with Billie Jean King, uh, uh, beat uh, Bobby Riggs in a tennis match, mm-hmm. or that was mm-hmm. a big asshole festival. Uh, the first female jockey won a stakes race, and Volstead thought using a female driver would make a big splash. Uh-huh. He's a low budget independent team owner, so he has to take chances to win. Okay. Uh, he had a lumber business, and he just loved racing, so he's pouring it all into racing. He called the SCCA, and Janet's name was at the top of the list as far as female drivers go. Mm-hmm. Many men in racing would publicly say a woman could not race. TV commentators said a woman couldn't last a 500-mile race. Others said women were a danger because they would faint at fast speeds. That's true. <laughs> that, 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 well, no, we're, I mean, we're having fun, but we all, we've seen, I mean, I, I take flights a lot. I mean, we both fly a lot. Like, you know what it's like. Yeah. The second you get up there, it's just like a, a woman genocide. Oh my God. I mean, it's just body, it's just yeah. limp bodies all over the place. Anytime I'm on a plane, like half just, the women. Well, faint. that's why that's why all the flight attendants are male. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because, because if they go faint, yeah. fast, they're out. Well, they well, they can't do the food and beverage. That's right. They're just well, they're laying there. on the floor like just, rags. Yeah, dropped yeah. on the floor. Yeah, like just. It, <laughs> I wish the doctors could figure out what causes that. It's the it's the speed. They can't. They're not. Yeah, but able, what in their body? Because they because they're essentially. The, they're fairly the same as us, except for they have the different penis, organs. In the, the penis the acts area. like a sail in speeds, oh. and it sort of is able to slow us down, and we right. can kind of be anchored and by our And the vagina dogs. more takes in It's the aerodynamic. Air. Yeah. So it's sort of like they they are treated more like an out-of-control kite, right. and we're more just like an anchor. Like a bullet. Like a bullet, yeah. exactly, yeah. And they're, so. and, they're, and they're taking the air in. 
Yeah, I mean, don't get too super fixated right, on that the, part of it. The hoo-hole, which is the yeah, gap, yeah, like right. I'm just term. saying. Well, let's. I think we can keep it above belt a little bit, but you know, let's just say there's. It's it's different strokes for different folks. Right. Yeah. So their cookies just get air blasted and they pass out. Can I? Can we pause the podcast and can I talk to you outside for five <laughs> minutes? Just five. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, a few said women wouldn't be able to race if they were menstruating. Cause how could that, I mean, how do it you, it should be called woman menstruating. Uh, Cause how, how could you how, um, imagine a woman being able to function as a human being while menstruating? Yeah. Yeah. It's not if anything. I feel like she's a better racer <laughs> at the 8,500. Not one woman had even tried to qualify. Okay. Uh, so it's the big race, right? Right. Um, it was, it was just four years since women had been booed for going into the pit uh, in 71. So Janet got some coverage in the papers. Ruth Kling wrote an article for the New York Daily News with the headline, Racing Cars Keeps Her Trim and Fit. What? Ruth, don't help. This is that picture again, which is what was with uh-huh. this article. Um, quote, more and more women are invading sports that were considered the invading. domain. Invading. Yeah. There's some interesting words. Yeah. Uh, we're considered, and this is written by a woman. I know, yeah. Uh, they were considered the domain of men, and in doing so, they are giving up nothing. Janet Guthrie is a perfect, is perfect proof of this. She has been a race, racing car driver for 12 years, yet manages to look pretty, slender, well-spoken, and feminine. But she also like lived in a one bedroom apartment, like or like lived alone. I mean, well, she's, she's just saying she's just. But all she's saying yeah, is she's still she looks, available for a man to marry. Oh, she's literally saying she's still useful as a wife. Oh God, it's an older it's, model, but she's still drivable. It's the New York Daily News. Uh huh. Yeah. Now that was that in the sports section because it should. <laughs> Anyway, Rolla uh, Volestet uh, bought, uh, thought a woman driver would be better than uh, a, a male driver. Quote, God made women better able to handle stress than men. Women are calmer and cooler. Plus, women's lib was super hot at the time, and he thought sponsors would be into it. So he reaches out to Janet. Great. For some reason, Janet is wary at first, but he keeps pushing. And for a year and a half, they discussed it back and forth. Volstead's lead driver was a guy named Dick Simon. Okay. Uh, Dick is. That's not Dick. No. Uh, I guess I don't have a Dick. Whoa, I mean, I have a Dick. Hey, Aaron, I have a Aaron dick. we've got my ringtone. I have a Dick. So if we can do me a favor after the show, just highlight that, and then let's just take uh, that. Uh, I have a dick. Little section. No, Dave, we're, we've got what we need. I have we a got, dick. Dave, we got what we came here for. I can. So if you can just I can fly in a plane. Highlight that, and then uh, well, I just want to make that a ringtone and a ringtone available for uh, <laughs> everybody uh, on internet. Uh, so during one race, uh, Dick's cockpit caught on fire. Dave, I'm trying. I know. Stop. And it burned the skin off his leg down to the bone. Yeah. His crew told him to get out and not finish the race. Yes. Quote, I was running well and there was no way I was going to get out of that car. What? And he went back out and he won the race. What? And then he came into the pit and passed out. Oh my God. Later racing officials told him to go see a psychiatrist. Yes. So racers are a different type of human. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're they have, Terminators. 
Well, they, yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, you're literally putting your life on the line to win a race. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. a different kind Very of Very dangerous. So that's, that's the type of guy he is, sure. right? Old school, tough guy. The kind of guy who's, you can see his femur and he'll finish. That's right. Right. Uh, so Jenna was the only woman with the Indy 500 as a goal. Another woman, Arlene Hiss, was also shooting for the Indy 500. Uh, now, I couldn't find any record of it, but, um, uh, um, Oh boy, uh, Janet said she said basically said everyone who she made it sound like everyone who w- was not in her place was wealthy. So the other women who were racing were able to do it know, at a more it's casual, easy, yes, right, right. not have a job and right. blah, blah. I couldn't find any indication that that was true, but you know, I I w- will give her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. So um, Arlene Hiss, uh, she's trying to get into the Indy 500. And when people heard she was going to enter, they were not happy. From a letter in the National Speed Sports News, quote, uh, I hope that all he-men would boycott the race if Miss Hiss is allowed to drive. If there was a terrible wreck, just what would she do? Faint? That letter was written by a woman. Two weeks before the tryout for Volstead, Janet broke her foot. Okay. She knew her tryout would be gone, and he'd move on to the next woman, so she didn't tell him. Now, her foot was green, yellow, and dark purple. and That's a good color? That's I'm a not, bad. I'm not that's good a, at... Those are all not, not, not the normal right human colors. colors. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So she went to Miami, or she, I guess she was living in Miami. I don't know. She's in Miami. And uh, she goes to the doctor. He's like, put on a cash. She's like, no. And then an orthopedist who works with the Miami Dolphins comes uh-huh. to look at it. And he said the metatarsal that was broken was the exact one that you use to break. So it's like the one that you put all the pressure on. He told her she could race if she had no plans to ever stop the car. Perfect. And they put a cast on her. Now... Janet knows if Arlene Hiss is first in the Indy 500, she gets all the attention and all the sponsorships, uh-huh. and then she's not going to be able to do what she wants to do. So Hiss became the first woman to get a U.S. Auto Club license, which means she can drive in IndyCar races. And Janet's on crutches. So Janet goes to New York and begs a doctor who is known for having bad ethics to take the cast off, but he's like, no. So three days before she was supposed to do the tryout with Volstead. Oh, no. She soaks in a bath and ah. ripped off the plaster cast with her hand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Janet flew out to Ontario, California for the test. And there she met Dick Simon. Now, Dick is Volstead's lead driver, right, of his uh-huh. team. And Janet said she was limpy because she twisted her ankle and it wasn't a big deal. She wore a driver's suit she had sewn herself over the years to save money. Okay. And then she got into her first IndyCar ever. She had never been in one. She'd never gone over 130 miles an hour, and she got the car up to 161 and realized she could work the brake. The next day, she went 172.4 miles an hour, which is faster than Simon had ever gone in the car. (laughs) Okay. She was now part of the team. Uh, Simon was very impressed with her. The announcement went out that she was going to race at Indy, and the press did the usual thing. And then hate mail poured in. One, quote, you are either a neuter or a lesbian. Another, quote, a phony, non-talented, inarticulate, man-hating, money-grabbing, hysterical bitch. Jesus Tons Christ. of letters like this just pouring in. 
So she's running into this tidal wave of sexism, and she's completely shocked by the amount of it that's coming her way. She didn't expect it. Meanwhile, Hiss is in a race in Phoenix, and that race became all about whether or not women should be able to race at all. Uh huh. So Janet flew out to watch, and she's rooting for Hiss to do well because okay. she knows if Hiss blows it, then yeah. all the hateful men will say they're right. Told you. Yeah, women can't do it. Yeah. And Hiss was terrible. Uh. She was slow, tentative. Kept signaling. Kept signaling. <laughs> Uh, and she's getting lapped constantly. She clogs up the fast lane. Now, when you're... Oh, that's like the... I mean, if you're her watching, they like, you dumbass, no! Yeah, the one thing you can't do is clog the fast lane because that causes accidents. And yeah, you're just supposed to get out of the way right. and let the other guys go by you. But she's clogging up the fast lane. Um, it looks like she's forgotten how to race. Okay. Like, it's just crazy. Uh, and then finally, a race official waves the black flag at her for breaking the track rules and takes her out of the race. Oh, shit. So it didn't go great. She was lapped 22 times. And that's a lot. (laughs) Last place, total disaster. Couldn't have gone worse. The male racers just fucking go off. One said Hiss would kill someone if they didn't take away her racing license. Bobby Unser said, quote, It is a sad day when some woman gets in a car and pokes around the track slower than anybody else, and then all the writers and television cameras crowd around and ignore the professionals. He said he spent years learning and coming up the ranks, but these women were doing it differently. Quote, now here come these women with these dinky little experiences in dinky little cars with little horsepower. So what he's saying is, well, not true for anyone. Not true at all. For, For Hiss or Janet. Hiss is less prepared to do this. And this just opens the door to now crazy theories and shit. Well, is and his, makes Janet is his less prepared after the race. His told Janet that one of her crew members told her to go as slow as she wanted and to stay in the fast lane and not get out. Well, that's good. <laughs> so even her own crew are trying to undermine. They're her. Sa- just sabotage. They sabotage right. her. So Janet faced the press and said male rookie drivers who had bad races didn't get these kind of attacks. Right. So next right. was the, the Trenton 200. I mean, that is, also, it is very true. I mean, she's yeah, never raced. Uh, that's right. <laughs> like that, that's or right. never raced on that, on that level. So uh, the Trenton 200 was going to be Janet's first race. Okay. And that's uh, like a month before the Indy 500. His was supposed to be there, but a group of male drivers were organizing to stop her. They told the USAC that they would boycott the race if Hiss raced, and she was forced to drop out. The USAC didn't want a woman in it? That's right. Hiss would race in NASCAR, but never again get a chance in IndyCar. She would drop out in a couple years, drop out of racing completely, and teach dancing instead. Quote, I hate... which all the men were like, that's what better! I told you what she should be doing! Way better! Quote, I hated that it stopped. It really wasn't a decision I made. It was made for me. So Janet holds a press conference before Trenton with his, with his out, all the attentions on her. For two months, there were just tons of men in the racing world explaining how women can't handle cars. Drivers and owners pressured race officials to ban Janet. The New York Times wrote an article about Janet 
And above the story was a Rodney Dangerfield joke. Oh, God. Quote, my wife drove into a... Oh, no. Not a good start. (laughs) You know, as to be proven with Rodney's material, couldn't be more true when it comes to the women's life. (laughs) My wife drove into a tree today, but she told me it wasn't her fault. She blew her horn. Oh, my God. New York Times, above an article about one of the first women (sighs) race car drivers... (laughs) <laughs> Driver David I tell you, she took out two branches <laughs> I told my wife to branch off She drove a car to a tree Driver David Pearson said, quote She ought to be home having babies if she can no, It doesn't have the danger field timing <laughs> Hey, she should be home having babies If she even can I mean <laughs> It, well, yeah, so he's saying two things. She's a yeah. woman, she should be home having babies, right. but she's also Double. not a woman. She's also not a woman. Oh, I thought. If she can have right. babies. Right. Okay. Bobby Unser took every shot he could. So Unser's kind of becoming the unofficial spokeswoman for misogynist assholes right. uh, against. Spokesperson. A spokes, spokesman, yeah. So there's a, I, I took the, I found the best picture of him I could. It's a good one. <laughs> That's where a wreath ate him. <laughs> Uh, Look, even on his fucking thing, it says dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dick. Uh, so, quote, what has Guthrie been driving? Jaguars? Why, when I was 15 or 16, I used to race Jaguars down the highway, and if I ever tried entering Ooh. Indianapolis, you think I wouldn't have been laughed at? Janet called Bobby a chauvinist pig. The press started calling it Janet Guthrie versus Bobby Unser. Janet's car was difficult and in need of work, so she doesn't have a great car. That's interesting about racing that I didn't know is, you know, the guys who are super fast or win a lot of races, they have tons of money and they have better cars. So when you're starting out, you have a shitty car and you have to work your way up to better cars. So, like, you really have to prove yourself. Right. So this car kind of sucks. It's barely capable. When When a crew would try to borrow parts from other crews, they wouldn't help because it was for a woman. Right. This caused Janet's crew to get angry and start to pull together for her. Nice. Reporters followed Janet around. NBC mic'd her to get every comment she made. Dick Simon helped and gave as much advice as he possibly could, and Janet qualified. Uh, She raced well at Trenton, but the car gave out on the 79th lap. A driver, Billy Vukovic, who had been giving her shit, said, quote, I think she's definitely more qualified than I thought. There we go. Another quote, she did an excellent job. It's a shame she didn't have a better car. A.J. Foyt walked over to Pit Row and congratulated her. She'd passed her first test. Nice. So A.J. Foyt's like being a nice guy. Okay. Janet was now world news. And she found her not failing at Trenton just hardened the assholes who had contempt. At Indy, she said, quote, so now she's gone to Indy, and you go there and you practice, and you're there for a while, right? Mm-hmm. She said, quote, hostility hung in the air. Drivers, mechanics, pit crews, and other owners glared at her. But she was now being recognized on the street. Women approached her to thank her. Thankful letters came in from all over the world. And now she felt more pressure, like she was racing for every woman dealing with a chauvinist pig in her life. So all women. Yeah. Right. Her crew got protective and nicknamed her Indie Lady. They put up a sign, quote, Indie Lady is our lady, which made her almost cry. Okay. Indie was a notoriously dangerous uh, race, and in the three weeks of practice leading up, guys were crashing their cars. One broke his neck. 
just before she got into the car. It's for- like that Rodney Dangerfield joke. My husband <laughs> crashed his car into a tree. He said it wasn't his fault. He hugged. <laughs> um, so just before she gets in her car for qualifying, she's walking to her car. Two guys are drinking beers. Uh-oh. And they yell at her that they hoped that she would crash. Nice. Nice stuff, guys. Yeah. You're extras in a movie about her. <laughs> 100%. But a piston blew in the car. The Chicago Tribune mocked her, quote, she'll have the car up to qualifying speeds by 1982. <laughs> oh, no. Slam. A new engine was put in the car, but the car still sucked. Mario Andretti told Janet he felt sorry for her because of the shit car. But she wasn't able to get upset with Volstead because he had her back uh, under what Simon described as, quote, appalling pressure. So the owner doesn't have money, but he's still, you know, there for Mm -hmm. as much as he can be. The car was just not going to cut it. It was looking like Janet was not going to race in the Indy 500. Then national champion, known hard man, tough cowboy, A.J. Foyt, offered her his backup car. Hmm. His crew told Janet they didn't want her in the car. So she goes over to the car, and the crew's like, we don't want you driving this fucking car. Okay. And she told them she'd never destroyed a car, and she wasn't going to start now. So she tests it, and she gets up to 180 miles an hour. But after she drove it, they, go, they bring it in, and then Foyt goes in to meet with his team and his people, and hours go by, and then he takes back the offer. Ah. So with no explanation... He said she did a terrific job in the test, but her indie run was over. Still, after all this, women would keep telling her how much she had changed things. Some said her name was coming up in office meetings. So her growing celebrity led to a NASCAR race asking her to join, right? Because she's now a name, so Uh they need people. She knew, the, the NASCAR people knew she would sell tickets, a female banker in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, Linda Ferrari, which... Whoa. Yeah. Offered to back Janet's NASCAR run. Linda was not a feminist or a race fan. She told Janet she had been at a party, quote, someone took the position that what you were doing was just a publicity stunt and you would never make it as a race car driver. So many people were saying you were a hoax and that it was impossible for a woman to compete in the Winston Cup. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be fun to be part of disproving that? How great is it when you have enough money to get probably drunk at a cocktail party, get into an argument, and then, like, oh. pay to prove everyone wrong? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, people that night were probably like, all right, settle down. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get her into a race. All right, let's all, let's just, let's chill it out, everyone, until you're like, so she's racing. Yeah, she's and she's also this Linda Ferrari woman. She's a banker, and there's no female bankers. Like she's oh, she's she's like in the exact better. same thing, but in banking. That's even better. Yeah. So she she uh, bleh, they're super friends. So she tosses down thirty grand. Okay. Uh, the NASCAR race was the World Six Hundred. It was the longest NASCAR race, six hundred miles, four hours. <laughs> no woman had ever gone past two hundred miles in a NASCAR race. Well, they fainted. Yeah. They faint very they, easily yeah, at they high go rates. Yeah, they have to go 30 miles an hour. Yes. Some male drivers used water-cooled helmets and relief drivers, but Janet said no to both. The day it was announced Janet would race, they sold more tickets than any day in the history of the track. 
Networks started outbidding each other to get the rights. And usually it was the other <laughs> way around the where they would try to get, it's, they would pay the network to put it on. But how great is it that this is all, this is all birthed out of the dumb male protest? 100%. They just elevated her status. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so NASCAR is a different animal than Indy. NASCAR is like the tough guy racing thing, you know, bar, sure. born out of moonshine runners in the South. Right, right. It's like, you know, Almost all women involved in NASCAR this time are beauty queens or fans asking drivers to sign their boobs. Okay. Janet said, quote, this is a part of the country where women are supposed to be useless, even if they're not. They are supposed to be decorative, and that's it. She was annoyed that women had to hide who they were. And the NASCAR guys were far bigger dicks than the indie guys. She was very excited to meet Richard Petty, who was known as the king um, he is the, you know, he's the hot shit of racing. Mm-hmm. His dad was a racer. His family's all, you know, And he's the guys. racer who had one hand made of duct tape? Yes. Right. Um, so she meets him at a pre-race party, and she's all excited, and he just shot her a nasty look and was total disdain. Hmm. There's no women's bathroom because women aren't racers. Right. So she had to change every day in the women's bathroom in the stands. Wow. And one day she was suiting up when the wife of a driver came in and said she'd been working on her husband's car all night. And when Janet asked her why she wasn't in the garage with the rest of the crew, she answered, quote, oh, I would never do that. That's for men. Yeah. Just the, yeah. Like, it's not just, it's not just like men keeping up. Like, there's like a Stockholm syndrome. So part of this right, yeah. where the women go with obviously not all women or nothing would change, but there's a group of women who are keeping everything the same just as much as men are. Yeah. Like you're working on the fucking car. You should be like, no, I'm going to be in the fucking garage. But she's like, well, that's not my place. I just do it at night in the shadows. Right. I just do everything. What do I know? (laughs) Janet qualified uh, in 27th place. When the race started, she moved up the pack. Uh, She soaked with sweat. The restraint cut her, her skin's (laughs) chafing. She almost collided with Richard Petty as he crashed his car, and then she finished the race in 15th. Wow. Uh, everyone was excited. Her crew members cried. Like, everyone pretty much. <laughs> it's so great that they're men crying. Everyone, they're like, wait, but guys, keep it together. Yeah, That's everyone amazing. pretty much lost it. Uh, the Nashville Tennessean wrote, quote, Janet Guthrie drove the car they said she couldn't drive, endured the strain they said she couldn't endure, and com- completed the race they said she couldn't complete. The winner, David Pearson, who before said he didn't think she would qualify, now said he wouldn't mind racing with her any time. Suddenly, Janet is a huge star. She gets book offers, movie offers. Companies are talking endorsements. Owners called trying to steal her away from Volstead. She, uh, she was told he, uh, Volstead had never won Indy, and his car sucked, and she needed to get away from him, but she felt loyal, and mm-hmm. just she couldn't do it. The next race she was in, the car couldn't finish. So they're Jump right. Ship. So they're right, but at the same time, Richard Penny went ugly. Quote, she's no lady. If she was a lady, she wouldn't be sitting in a race car with these other cats. How great is it that his last name is Petty? (laughs) I know. It's just fucking amazing. (laughs) It's just like, you've got to be, if your last name is Petty. (laughs) If your name's Danny Sarcastic, you're like, I don't, I'm done. I don't do sarcasm. (laughs) Why? I just, it's a whole It's thing. really bad. It it's just, it's, it's a, a different look, look for me. It's a bad look. It's a different look for me. 
The owner of the Texas World Speedway began a stop Janet movement. Drivers kept saying a female driver would go slow and get one of them killed. <laughs> even though she's just, whatever. Yeah, even though she's getting movie offers over how well she just did. In Daytona, the paper headline was, quote, Beware, gentlemen, Guthrie's in Daytona. At Darlington, security refused to let Janet enter for practice. They pointed at sign that said, No women allowed. Then Richard Petty said Janet had a race under her belt, and if she made a mistake now, the veteran drivers would send her, quote, spinning into the infield. Jesus, God. Racetrack started scheduling her inspection last, which gave her less time to practice. Drivers started swerving and blocking her. After one race, Cale Yarborough said she had almost wrecked someone twice and that she needed to go. Quote, she was trying to prove a point. Now she ought to go home. She will never be competitive. But then the driver who he said got into it with her was like, no, it was just a normal deal that everybody does. It was, it's just, it was, it's racing. Right. Um, not everyone treated her like a crazy intruder. Bobby Allison and Mario Andretti said that she had earned their respect. Um, so it's all great. Sure. Record crowds were turning out. So she's, she's fucking selling out all yeah. over the place. Uh, tracks are banking cash. This is just after the oil crisis. So spending money on a race, uh, kind of a big deal. Janet then got a sponsor, Temp Company Kelly Girl. She's being recognized everywhere. The press is swarming her. Paul Newman helped her get a Hollywood agent, nice. right? Because Newman's into, yeah. into Newman's a big race racing guy. So there's her car now, Kelly girl. Nice. Um, on the track, she held her own, bumping and going hard against guys like Richard Petty and Carl Yarb. She, she's fucking hitting it on the track. The misogyny remained relentless. Nasty letters, taunts on pit row, and it started to wear Janet down, especially because she had not crashed. Or perform badly in any race, yet it was not stopping. Well, I would also imagine that if you are in that situation, like, and it's not going anywhere, you are like, at some point, I'm going to have, like, there's going to be a mistake, or like, I'm not right. a, a, a perfect human. Yeah, yeah. I'm she, not a rope. Like, so at some point, I will maybe have an issue. Yeah, everybody and then has, it'll be so blown out a, of proportion. She's also a fucking rookie. So, right, yeah. She's going to make mistakes, but she's and not she's allowed being to make given mistakes. Were like less of a chance. Yeah, yeah. It's just pretty much women getting involved in anything. Yeah, right. Exactly. Especially uh, right. So she hasn't crashed. Um, it's not stopping. She keeps. She keeps thinking she's proved herself already. Yeah, and that it would. And then she'd wake up, and there'd be another newspaper attacking her. She's like, yeah. "I fucking what do I'm you? Ha- what do I have to do?" Yeah. Individually, drivers would be kind, but then a week later would totally ignore her. She told the press, quote, they're emotionally threatened. I can't wait to blow their doors off the track. Nice. Volstead bought her a new Indy car, a Lightning. It was a very fast car. But Dick Simon is the number one driver on the team, and he's now in the shadow of Janet, who's getting all the attention. And he's also having to hustle to get sponsors. He landed land headpieces for men and was forced to wear a toupee as part of the sponsor deal. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I've never heard of anything like that. <laughs> and he wears a helmet anyway. You know, under the helmet, they'd really like you to wear this. I know. You know, when he doesn't have the helmet on, he's going to walk around with a toupee. He has to. <sighs> Why'd you do it? I have no choice. <laughs> is that a toupee? It is. It's a sponsor. It's just so bad. 
fuck. And you're also around a lot of wind. It's probably just like, it's not, I mean, I don't care, but it's weird. <laughs> it's really a weird ask. Oh, God. I'm so. So we got an ED sponsor. <laughs> I'm not. No. Come on. Uh, we got a condom sponsor. Well, I'm not walking around with a. Con- you, you are. What? For what? And there's going to be one on the antenna. Uh, well, that means the toupee people are out at least, right? We're also putting an antenna on the car. Uh, it's a big condom, the one for your car. It's like six feet. That's going to be hard to drive through. It might slow you down. It will slow me down. But, but it's a good sponsor. Okay. Big hearts. Great. Great. Good stuff. Uh, so, so the depository so, cars here. <laughs> so this lightning, this new car is better than Dick's, Dick Simon's car. Well, it's certainly better than Dick Simon's deal. And yes. And Simon, he's the lead driver. So he's supposed to get all the best shit. So he doesn't like that. She has this new car and that he has to wear a toupee. And he also keeps blowing up engines and he has to wear a toupee. So at some point, Volstead can't afford a new engine. So being the lead driver, he gets Janet's engine. Okay. So now she has a car with no engine. Perfect. More and, fair equality. And she has to pull out of a race. In May, Simon said in an interview with the Chicago Tribune, quote, if I had the same ride as Guthrie, I guarantee you I'd win the race. In my opinion, she's driving the number one car at the Speedway. Switch that. And he said she didn't have the experience to win the 500, and then he didn't have a car he could win with. So Simon and Janet's friendship is over. Right. She started in the third row at Indy after getting the Lightning up to 188 miles per hour in qualifying. Janet Guthrie was the first woman to qualify for Indy. Okay. She made headlines across the country. Jane Polly of the Today Show interviewed her. And asked, quote, will you no. put on makeup for the no, race? No, no, what? no. Jane Polly, no. will you put on makeup for the race? No. What all women are wanting to know. God, our fucking press. A lot. Never, it'll never change. It'll never fucking change. <laughs> I mean, unless we are able to just. It's just relentless. Yeah. A lot of male drivers couldn't take it. A.J. Foyt, who had almost given her his other car, now that she's qualified. So right. he uh, clearly assumed she would never fucking qualify. That actually was what I was just thinking, is that in reality, there were not two camps of people who were against her and people who wanted to give her a shot. There were two camps. People who were against her and people who didn't want to publicly be against her and wait for her to hang herself and then she'll go away. Yeah, so he must have, he must have let her drive the car. Because remember, he took it back after she tested. Yeah. So what happened was she went on and tested and did well. Yeah, and, he and then was he's like, like oh, oh, no, 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 you're a threat. Right. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's people who didn't believe she could do it and then there were people who didn't believe she would do it. <laughs> So now, A.J. Foy said, quote, she might be able to outrun us if one of us gets ripped, but that's the only way. It's getting, the shit talk is getting weaker. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, when the race started, Simon got in front of her and took his foot off the gas. She, hit her, she had to hit her brakes at 170 miles an hour Eesh. and was clearly worried someone would hit her from behind, which is what he was trying to make happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she got lucky. It was obviously insanely dangerous. Uh, for Simon to do. That's why men can't be out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
Soon after it became apparent something was wrong with the car, she had to pit three times in a few laps. At one point, methanol flooded the cockpit while they were trying to fix the car. Janet was covered in it, but she refused to get out. Still, after pit stop after pit stop, she called it a day. Her, her first IndyCar race was a disaster, her first Indy 500. But she had qualified and thought that would put all the arguments to rest. Quali- of course. Qualifying is a big deal. And I'm sure it did. Uh, Janet went back to NASCAR while waiting for Indy Racing to start up again. At Daytona, she was named the top rookie. She made 10 top 10 NASCAR finishes that year, but still no sponsor for Indy. Hmm. She personally started cold calling major corporation executives. Nothing. Hundreds. No one would say why they weren't sponsoring her, just that it wasn't that she was a woman. Of course not. Meanwhile, guys that weren't as close to as good as her were getting sponsors. It's not that she was a woman. It's that she's not a man. (laughs) It's a difference. It's nuanced. Uh, She got a marketing exec to help her. He called uh, Trader Vicks to to pitch her. Okay. Got Got on a speakerphone call. Quote, I laid it out to a big group of them, and then they all started laughing like hell and hung up on me. My God. Everyone was passing. She had so she's selling out tracks. Yeah, she is. She's making everybody money. She is totally unique. Right. No one in the country will sponsor her. Right. She had hundreds of rejections. Meanwhile, Ladies Home Journal named her Sportswoman of the Year. She was attending tons of galas and ceremonies and being, you know, getting lauded. Tons of press. Everyone loves her. But no money, no sponsor. Crazy. And she couldn't race at Indy without a sponsor. Volstead had to sell the Lightning because he was running out of money. And then Janet went on Good Morning America and laid out her case. Uh, what kind of makeup are you going to be wearing when you <laughs> lay out your case? <laughs> she had performed well as a race car driver for two years. The stands were sold out because of her. She was rookie of the year at Daytona, but she could not get a sponsor. After her appearance, Texco called and offered her 100 k which is just 5% of what top any teams got, but she can be in the race. Mm-hmm. She qualified at 15th. Once the race was underway, she got comfortable and started passing cars. She passed Dick Simon and moved up to 11th, and Janet ended up finishing 9th. Newspapers around the country noted she finished ahead of racers like Mario Andretti, Johnny Parsons, and Rick Mears. Janet Guthrie had proved she belonged. After that 1978 showing, she assumed her career was just kicking off, but Texco moved on, and she was back to cold calling for sponsors. Amazingly, some of the biggest douchebags were now saying nice things. Richard Petty, quote, she come in just as herself and done a decent job. She come in the hard way because no one really welcomed her. You have to admire her for that. You, dickhole. (laughs) Even Bobby Unser, quote, I got to admit I have my doubts about her, but she's proven her point. She can compete. But why were they saying this? Because she wasn't competing. Right, right. Because no one would give her money. Right. Two years went by, and she was only able to race in seven races. Wow. So a female reporter from the New York Times sought her out because Janet had all but disappeared. Janet, quote, what I am made to do is drive cars. I deeply regret that I don't have the opportunity to do so. You tell me why. It was pretty clear the people who ran the sport no longer wanted her involved. 
So, right. So the people who run NASCAR and Indy are clearly calling sponsors and saying, you're not sponsoring this one. Mm-hmm. She's in bad shape. She can't sleep. She got diagnosed with depression insomnia, which if I have had, it's fucking terrible. You wake up every, you go to sleep for two hours and you wake up and you can't go back to sleep. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Quote, I cannot tell you how difficult it was. It was absolutely, totally, perfectly horrible. She said she wanted to throw herself out a window. She moved to Aspen and gave racing lessons and lectures around the country. When all the asshole race cars heard she was out, they gloated and started talking shit again. Told you. In 1989, Janet married an airline pilot. She still got tons of fan mail. After years, she got over the loss of not being able to do what she wanted, what she was best at, because she was a woman. She relished watching attitudes change over the years. Dick Simon retired in his 50s and went on to sell yachts in California. Janet's helmet and race suit are in the Smithsonian. She was one of the first uh, elected to the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame, and she was inducted into the International Motorsports Hall of Fame in 2006. She's now greeted warmly at Indy when she goes. In 2001, Sarah Fisher finished second at the IndyCar 2001 Infinity Grand Prix of Miami. In 2008, Danica Patrick became the first woman to win an IndyCar race. She finished third at the Indy 500 a year later. Kyle, Pet- Kyle Petty, yeah. Richard Petty's son, called Danica, quote, a marketing machine and said, quote, Danica is not a race car driver. Because <sighs> normally a not a race car driver wins a race. Yeah. In 2013, Former Formula One legend Sterling Moss said, quote, I think women have the strength, but I don't know if they've got the mental aptitude to race hard, wheel to wheel. The mental stress, I think, would be pretty difficult for a lady to deal with in a practical fashion. I just don't think they have the aptitude to win a Formula One race. Richard Petty said Danica, who who jumped into NASCAR uh, late on, could only win if, quote, everybody else stayed home. <laughs> uh, it's interesting reading the um, the hate of Danica Patrick because mm-hmm. they're really bitter that she's getting all of these sponsorships, which is the opposite of what happened to the first woman mm-hmm. who was also attractive. And they say it's all, only because Danica Patrick, but attractive people get more sponsorships. That's just sort of the way it works. But Danica Patrick won a fucking race. She won an indie car race she also yeah. came in third at the indy 500 so when you say she's not a race car driver you're a fucking piece of shit yeah. kyle petty's well, just a lying. fucking piece of shit little <laughs> he's a little bitch he's yeah. a little crybaby fucking bitch a woman won the race yeah. man up yeah <laughs> and that's the end of the dollar <laughs> Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 